This episode of 1801 Live was originally recorded during a 12-hour podcast-a-thon streamed live on August 28th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. The Give Black Podcast-a-thon benefited U of SC's One Creed, One Carolina campaign, which supports initiatives that elevate and encourage black students, faculty, and staff. Together, our five hosts and over 20 guests helped raise more than $10,000 for the campaign over 12 hours. Find more information on the podcast-a-thon and the link to donate at www.garnetmedia.org slash giveblack. All right, perfect. Next guest going to be a fun one, D. Taylor Brown. D. Taylor Brown loves to hear it. Oh, she's so cute. Right? Is she not the cutest? I was muted. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Good. Good. Been dropped with a lot of knowledge today. All right. That's what we love to hear. Yes. But before we get started, I just want everyone to know who you are. So just give a brief introduction um, and then we'll go into different topics that I would love to talk about with um, all of you. Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Taylor. Taylor Jennings Brown. It says Grace Godaki down there. It's not my laptop. I'm not Grace. I'm Taylor. (laughs) But yeah, I am a senior here at the University of South Carolina. I am studying mass communications with a minor in anthropology, and I am one of the managing editors for the student magazine, Garden of Black. Yes, she is. I like that. Okay, but I just want to talk a little bit about one before we get into Garden and Black, your experience um, in the Honors College. And so I know you were one of the individuals I saw to transfer and that inspired me to want to transfer. But can you talk about how you went about learning about the Honors College? I know Black Honors College was a huge thing um, in in my decision as well. But what made you want to decide to transfer and how's your experience been? Um, well, I actually got the invitation to transfer in at the end of my freshman year, but not really knowing enough information, I didn't look into it further. And then I got another invitation to transfer in my first semester, sophomore year. And I was about to do the same thing, but I had two good friends, Crystal Harving and Uriah Chapman, really urged me to get more informed and to come to um, a Black Caucus, I mean, a Black Honors Caucus event. Um, and to just like get the vibe of what it's like to be a black student in the honors college and they gave me more information and they just really vouched for it and talked about all the different opportunities they had with research and just different cool things and so i was like why not let's just try it so honestly that was one of those things where i was like i'll try it and see what happens and i'm really glad i did it and so um now i'm in my last year of being in the honors college starting to work on my senior thesis so much fun (laughs) And I really enjoy it. I love the classes that I get to choose from. There's a lot of perks to it, but even beyond that, like just, I feel like the classes have been honors. All my classes are enriching, but my honors courses have been so much more enriching just to be able to interact with fellow students that I probably would have never been able to closely interact with um, by having smaller class sizes being discussion-based. And then the classes that I'm in are very, they're very focused on like, cool topics, like topics you don't usually get to talk about. Like, for example, I'm in a podcasting class right now that is focused on food insecurities in Colombia and it's an honors course. Like, that's so cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot of cool stuff in it and I really enjoy it. So, 
Okay, well, first, before we talk about Vernon Black, you mentioned your honors thesis, but can we know a little bit more about what is it about and what you're working on and how it, how the honors thesis works in general? Because I call it the mini dissertation, but people are probably like, what? But give us a little insight about that. Yeah, of course. So uh, I'll start by explaining what a thesis is. So a thesis, it is kind of like a mini dissertation. Um, it's basically just a big research, like you spend a, your whole senior year researching. Some people longer than that, if they start it beforehand, props to them. <laughs> but you just research a, a topic of your choice and um, you compose a research paper. Um, and if you would like, you can do a project. I'm doing a project alongside my paper. And that's the, that's the gist of it. I won't go into details because if you're not an honors college, it doesn't really affect you. <laughs> but my thesis is going to be on this, the school to prison pipeline, actually. So I'm just doing a research paper on the school to prison pipeline, just in general, giving more information about it and going into detail of how it came to be and how it still persists, which I think will be a very good topic considering the social climate of our country right now. It's always been a great topic, but now that we've got people's attention, I think it's perfect. Um, and then I'll also be doing a project that's more focused on Richland 1 and Richland 2 districts to get more of a personal, um, I guess, a personal glance into how the school to prison pipeline actually looks, look, what it looks like and how it feels within our Columbia area. So I'm really excited to do it and to work on it Theses can seem kind of scary, but if it's something you're enjoying and that you're passionate about, it's actually really fun. So I'm excited. I have a quick question, Taylor. Mm -hmm. um, so I love the topic. I think it's really good and really fitting, especially during a time like this. But just wondering for some inside information, were there any other topics that you were considering? Like, did you narrow it down to two or three or was that always like the one that you just knew that you had to do your thesis on? I did have other ideas. Um, they were very vague and very broad. Another idea I just knew that I was gonna do from freshman year that I ended up, I'm kind of incorporating it a little bit, but not really. Um, I, I don't know if y'all heard of, I think it's called like People of New York or something like that. I might be saying it wrong, but it's basically like this little Instagram page um, that this journalist created and it's got like millions and millions of followers now, but he goes to random people he started by going to random people in New York City and just getting their stories and documenting it on Instagram. And um, my original idea was to do something similar to that. And so my project, um, the project portion of my thesis is still sort of related to that. I will be interviewing students from Richland One and kind of doing something that's connected to my journalism, you know, background. Um, but that was like something that I really wanted to do. I didn't really know how I was going to tie that into a research project, which is why I'm not doing it. <laughs> but I was very much so inspired by that originally. And I had other ideas that came and, go came and went like, periodically. But this is the main one that stuck with me. I had to do some research on it on the school to prison pipeline for one of my courses last year, sophomore year, no, junior year. <laughs> and, um, I just, I loved what I was learning. So I was like, why not continue on it? So that's how it came. Oh, and I just got word from someone, um, Amanda, she is with University Development, helped steer the 131 Carolina campaign, but she made sure to tell me that I need to give you her information because she can connect you with the Justice Ministry um, because they're addressing school discipline in Richland 1 and 2. And so there you go, already a connection. <laughs> And I will contact you. <laughs> Love to see it. 
random Taylor, but have you been seeing any of your summer seniors kids like on campus? I know you're an RM, so do you have any of them in Park Place with you? Or yeah. like, how has that been since last I, summer? I do see a lot. Of, I've seen like maybe like at least five of them. None of my, actually I've seen one of my kids. He actually lives in Park Place where I'm at too. So I see him here and there. I saw him at Move-In, which is really cool to see him and his family. And then I saw him like yesterday when I was going the elevator. And I've seen a few other students who weren't necessarily my um, kids that I was counselor over during some of my seniors, but I knew them through the program. Um, one of them came up to me in Russell the other day and just started talking and um, just catching me up on how things are going. And then I saw another young man who's also in the Honors College who we actually like were able to talk to throughout the whole process of applying to the Honors College, which is really cool to see him actually here and he's doing it and living it out and loving it. So I do see them sometimes and it's really fun. It's a treat. No, I was just going to say, I, I love to see them. I saw um, Kobe earlier. He was at the, the org fair and he's interested in applying for freshman council. And it's just the cutest thing ever because I was telling Zephora, like, I remember when he came to summer seniors, I don't remember which session he was, mm -hmm. but you know, like guys are a little bit different, like slower to open up. Like he was very much to himself. Like I'm too cool for this. I don't want to participate. I don't mm -hmm. want to say a chant. And now he's like, <laughs> at our table trying to figure out like how to get involved and I just thought it was the cutest thing ever. I love it. Absolutely love it. They're doing good things so far. They just got here and they're already like trying to, I don't know, just make their voices heard and I absolutely love that. So they're trying to take our spots like now. Yeah, By all means take it and go yeah, let's like get it. Go further because I was out <laughs> so we need some people to take our places. <laughs> Y'all are leaving that legacy and they're picking up the baton. It's going to push forward. And then I know some, uh, one guest earlier was telling me like, mess around five years from now, we're going to get those calls. Like, can you be on this podcast with Donna? Can you come back to this <laughs> event and speak at our event? <laughs> that would be something. That would be crazy. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> but I want to talk about Garnet and Black. And so I don't know. If anyone that's watching has been up to date with Garnet and Black and everything, the content that's been curated, but I honestly, you can have your own opinions, everyone can have their own opinions, but me, I believe that you were pivotal in changing the culture of Garnet and Black, but um, you've had many, many projects that you've done in the past few months, and I know that I was um, grateful to be part of one of them, but can you just talk about that experience, what your idea and vision was when you came into the role and then the project that you've done? I know that's a lot, I'll remind you of that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll go back a little bit. So I actually joined Garden and Black as just a regular staff writer, and even that was kind of a fluke. I just, um, a young lady named Jasmine White, like she is, Someone that I always admired, she graduated last December, last December or something. She graduated before, earlier. And um, I was just like, yo, she does this and she's so cool. Like, I want to do it too. That sounds really lame, but that's kind of what my motivation was going into it. And so I finally was able to go to an interest meeting. And I, I originally went in thinking like, I want to do photography or art design. I don't know anything about photography. I do... I am an artist, but like nothing about like digital art. So I really kind of just was going to go. And um, I don't know what it was. I think just in the meeting, I was like, I guess I'll try writing. Like randomly, I was like, I guess I'll just try it. And so um, I applied 
and I just applied with one of my essays that I did for for English 101. So nothing like super fancy or anything. And they put me on staff, but I didn't have any like, I didn't have a pitch yet or anything to like write about. And um, a photographer named Nancy Starrett, she's great. Look her up on Instagram, she's amazing. Um, she was doing this project and she needed some young women to be photographed for it. And so I ended up being in it. And the writer ended up falling through, whatever happened, I don't know. And she messaged me and she was like, hey, I remember you mentioning like, you know, that you had just joined staff as a writer, but you haven't written anything yet. Like, I got all these pictures we just took and I need someone to write a story about it. Like, take the pictures and write whatever you want to write with the pictures. Originally it was supposed to get like a, a, a piece about a, a song. So it was like, a, it was a music thing. And so I'm like, I don't even know the song. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to write about? And so I honestly don't even know how it came to me. I just was like, hmm, I guess I'll just write about like what I see in the pictures. And it was a bunch of, of young black women who, who were very educated, very strong, very just beautiful and, and amazing. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna write about strength and femininity for black women and how they, they correlate, how they intersect and, and it just like it kind of just came together it started by me just asking and I think I reached out to both Tanea and Hannah and got um quotes from you guys and some other people just about like what does that look like for you guys and um it ended up coming together and I loved the process of it in the end like the end piece was like it was crazy cool that was my first time ever writing anything to that capacity um and so I loved it and it did pretty well, I'm assuming. I think it did pretty well. <laughs> and so from there, I just, I, I, I kind of made, I was kind of like a random new girl there and didn't really know what I was doing. And I think that once I wrote that, it was like, okay, she actually can write. <laughs> and then I kind of realized like, oh, I'm actually, I think I'm pretty good at this. Like, this is cool. So then I kept writing. And um, the next story I wrote was actually a tribute um, and kind of like a, not expose, but kind of about um, my grandfather, who was the, one of the first like black football players at USC. And so I was able to write about that. And it was a long, it was, a, I had to like, I talked to like some of the first, other first black athletes and got to look into uh, the archives and all this other really cool stuff. And so that was really fun. Got to like dig into my dad's old, old bins of his dad's stuff. And um, I wrote that. And then after that, some other pieces that I ended up getting to write. But um, the reason, the way I got into this position as managing editor, I didn't even really, it wasn't my plan. I just planned to continue to write because I ended up loving writing. And um, the new editor, his name is Mark, he's great. Um, he reached out to me and was like, hey, like you've been doing pretty good. Can you apply to be a section editor? And so I don't know if you guys are familiar with how magazines work, but there's the writers, photographers and, and people who like do the actual content creation. And then there's different sections that they're creating for. And so within writing, there's different sections of writing. So you might have arts and culture, you might have, um, I'm blanking on other things like politics, sports, whatever you have. And then there's a section editor for each of them. So they're like, they're kind of like the overseer of all of the people within their section. So they asked me to apply for one of those positions. So I was like, okay, cool, apply for that. Then they reach out to me and they're like, hey, actually, you know, we want you to be a managing editor. I'm like, I don't know what a managing editor is, but let's do it. <laughs> so I ended up doing it and um, accepting it. And it's been so cool just like seeing behind the scenes 
how running a magazine works, even at just a university level, um, having more of a voice, that's honestly been the, the biggest perk to it is that um, I have, like, I'm in the position where if I want to write about something, if I want a project to be created, I'm the person I go to to get it approved, which is really cool because I feel that we're in a, a space, especially now within um, our nation as a black woman, where there are stories that need to be told that have not been told, especially within the University of South Carolina's media. And so it's been really cool to have the opportunity to be able to do that without, without having to go to someone else to try and explain the validity or the reason why I have to, like my voice needs to be heard. And luckily I have an amazing staff that backs me up. My co-managing editor, uh, Mark, the editor that I just mentioned, like they are just like, go for it. Like they're down for the cost. So if I have an idea, they're like, yeah, we want you, we want your voice to be heard. We want you to do it. So um, that's how I got to where I am. My most recent project, which Hannah was a part of, shout out to Hannah, love you for that. <laughs> it was, it's called Hair Story. And so it kind of came to me randomly. I was doing my hair, doing a little wash and go, and I was just looking at it and I've been through a lot with my hair, y'all. So I was like, we've come a long way. <laughs> and I was just admiring it. And I was like, man, like I love my hair. And it's crazy because as a kid, I hated my hair. And then I just started to think more about how so many other parts of myself that I just genuinely did not like. Um, and there were things that identified me as a black woman and I just was reflecting on it. And I was like, man, I got to write about this. So I just started writing, not necessarily for Garnet Black. I just started writing because that's what I do when I have a lot of my, my mind. So I started writing and it kind of just, I was like, man, this is, this is like coming out. It's a lot of stuff. And I was like, I feel like other people can relate. And then I just had this idea. I was like, we got to make this bigger. Like this just can't be just a little article. Like people need to under, I want like other black girls to see this and be like, somebody gets it. Like somebody understands it like like it's cool to like my hair regardless of what it looks like whether it's straight it's curly it's nappy it's braided like it's cool to just be a black girl and to not feel like I have to fit into a certain box so I can just be me so I was like all right let's do something big let's make a let's make a video let's make pictures let's get design let's get like a bunch of black creatives to join in and make something happen and over the course of like two months, a little over two months, I think, we made this like crazy cool creation. I had Nancy Starrett help with the videography. I had Jeanne help with, with the photos. Dejan help with the, the creative design. Like all of it, it just came together beautifully. And I had amazing people to help, amazing models step in and help. It just was awesome. And um, I think it's, it might be one of my favorite pieces just because it highlighted so many other black creatives other than myself. And so I absolutely love it. And um, I'm really excited to have the opportunity to continue to tell black stories and to show black people in different lights. Um, so yeah, that was a lot, but. <laughs> Sorry, I saw you unmute, so I was waiting for you to talk. But hey, I'm so proud of you. I know I say it all the time, but you are, and I know I've literally said it on for every guest, but you are, I think, you are the only student that um, was a guest on the podcast of Dawn. And I, one, wanted to, um, like, highlight students, Black students especially, but also was specific about choosing you because you have done so much. Like, I know even you talking about all that you've done, it's kind of, like, casually, like, yes, and I've, 
I've highlighted this person. I've brought together a community, the Black community within this field that for the longest has been neglected by most, by many. Like I know Garden and Black, even though there might have been some Black representation, when I scroll through their pages, I just never saw Black individuals incorporated in the content. And even before you became the managing editor, I know you did that piece that you were talking about, about femininity and everything of that nature. And I remember that's the first time I saw um, Garden and Black in the photo shoot of the Black women in Black shirts and just natural beauty hair out and just seeing and reading all that you are doing. It is inspiring. So I don't know who's out there. This is your person. Like, if you need a magazine to be run, if you need some content, if you're looking for someone that can tell a story, no matter what medium, Taylor Brown, guys. Taylor Brown. Thank you. Like, so kind. That's what I was just about to ask, Taylor, to add on to what Hannah said, because most definitely, like, very influential um, person in general, but specifically with Garnet Black, like, you've done amazing things. So what would you say would be some advice for other students of color that are interested maybe in Garnet and Black, but maybe are scared and they're ready to take that step, but aren't sure what to do or where to go. So what advice would you give them as far as joining or waiting or, or what? I say doing it. I'm a little biased, obviously, because I'm on staff now. <laughs> but I say, I say go for it. Um, we've been very, very intentional moving forward about using, not letting this momentum of the Black Lives Matter movement just be wasted within, within our own within our magazine. Um, it is a student magazine, so therefore it should represent all students. And historically it has not done so. And we recognize that. And I have made it my priority as one of the few black people within like higher up staff to voice that and to to um, recruit other black students. Like we've gotten some, we've got a bigger base of black creatives within Garden and Black since I, I've started. And I did that intentionally because I can't, I don't represent all of black women. I don't represent all of black people in general. There's so much diversity within us alone and that's something to be celebrated. That's something that's absolutely beautiful. And it would be an injustice for me to get in this position and just tell my stories and that's it. Cause my stories, that's one out of a lot of people. <laughs> and so um, to anyone who's thinking about it, interested in it, like do it, do it. And if you don't like it, like that's fine. I recommend it even if, if um, just to any student, it don't matter, white, black, whatever you are, do it because like this is, this is, this is your opportunity to figure out what it is that you love. I didn't know what my passions were. I didn't know what I was doing. I changed my major four times, y'all, four times in two years. Um, and it wasn't until I joined Garden of Black that I realized what what I absolutely love. And I love telling stories. I love meeting people, talking to people, and sharing stories, creating stories, which are things that I've always loved to do. I just didn't know there was an outlet for me to be able to do it. Um, but especially for Black students, if you are interested, please, please, please join. Because like I said earlier, I'm graduating soon. I got one more year to make my mark but it doesn't mean anything if there's not anybody after me to, to help keep it going. And so um, I recommend joining. You can find me on social media, Tay R. Brown. DM me if you have questions. If you know Hannah or Tanea, ask them for my number. I'm very friendly. We can talk about it. Let's chit chat. 
Um, I'm still learning. I by no means am an expert at anything. Like I am the first person to ask a question if I have a question. So we can learn together. But um, I definitely recommend it. Our voices need to be heard. And Black creatives, like we make art, y'all. <laughs> Whether we're making actual art or we're just living, like we are art. And so I think that's something that needs to be highlighted. We're constantly shown in a light of like in need or in desperation or just in lack. And oftentimes we are sadly, but we also are to be celebrated. Like we don't have to wait for Beyonce to release an album or something for us to celebrate. We can do that ourselves on our own campus. So that's what I'm trying to do. So if you want to do it with me, come on and join. <laughs> I'm ready. Where do I sign up? What do I need to do? <laughs> but if you guys do not know Taylor Brown already, because I swear every time you launch a project or um, post your writings or make your writings public, that's my whole thread for the day. It's, it's the Taylor Brown original writings, even if it's a quote. I know sometimes like you wake up in the morning and I remember you posted like something on uh, social media it was like either a small quote or poem or something and it was just like and then you signed your name and it was all over my feet it's like whatever you touch it turns into gold but thank you so 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 much I mean you already know how I feel about you but thank you for everything I just want everyone to hear your story and for you to know that you are amazing and you're an inspiration I cannot wait to see all that you continue to do thank you guys thank you so much for letting me come up here and talk my talk I love you guys both. You guys are also inspirations to all of us, even having this event. So we need more Hannahs and more Taneas. Love y'all. Love you, Taylor. Bye, guys. Bye. Wow. That's our friend. I love Tay. She's just the cutest little thing. Really? Really? Her enthusiasm, it's just contagious. Like, like, literally, and it's all the time. Like, it doesn't cut off. That's the crazy never. thing. Me, I'm like, hey, hey. <laughs> She's like, yes, and never seems crazy. I'm like, all right, yep. <laughs> no, literally, um, when was it? This past Christmas break, I think it was. You know, Taylor's an RM, so um, I had gone home to, like, just be with family or whatever. And um, Taylor wanted to come back, but the dorms were closed. And I was like, no, Taylor, like, you can just go live in my room for a week or however long like it doesn't matter like I'm gonna be at home anyway and um so she came and like she knows my roommates and everything so it was fine but um she came and when the dorms opened back up and I finally came back home she had like written me like a handwritten thank you note and bought my favorite candy and I was just like Taylor's just so pure like it was just the cutest little thing it's so simple but so sweet and I was just like I owe Taylor my heart <laughs> because oh, really the sweetest person you will not meet anyone more pure. Definitely not.